I'm Asan, and this is the 9320 Post Wembley Therapy Circle. Joining me to figure out how we lost to Arsenal are Howard, Stefan, and Scott. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Stefan, you went yesterday as well, didn't you? Yeah. Scott, how are you? I've been trying to keep my powder dry until I spoke to you guys this morning. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Can okay. I just say, Scott and Stefan, you're actually cheering me up by being more miserable than me. So. <laughs> just, we haven't even really, started yet. I, do, I really appreciate you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, um, I was going to start with an opening question. So <laughs> let's. We rated the season a few weeks back out of 10 and we rated Pep out of 10. And a few people have asked me to do it again. So, um, Howard, let's start with you. Rate rate the season out of 10. Well, I can't until I know where we're finishing the league. But at the moment, it's heading towards about a six. So okay. we're downgraded. Uh, you know, we discussed on the agenda, like you can't judge a manager by results. But at the end of the day, is a results game, so <laughs> that's how you've got to grade them at the end of the day. Uh, it's going to be trophyless. We've managed, Pep's managed to break all these records, so City have managed to break him uh, so that he doesn't win stuff yet. It'd be his worst season, so at the moment it's a six, but okay. if, if it's out of the top four, it, it plummets further. So I'll put it up to a 6.5 if we get third. So, Stefan? Yeah, I came up with a formula for it, which is uh, you, you you take ten and you deduct our final league position. Hey. So you take ten and you deduct our final. So if you finish third, it's a seven. Okay. If you finish fourth, it's a six. If you finish fifth, it's a five. And you finish sixth, it's a four. So it could be a nine. It could be a nine if we finish second. But uh, that that would or be first. overdoing it. But yeah. I think the chances of us finishing second are That's basically first. nil. First, I like that formula. I like that formula a lot. Um, Scott, what about for you? I agree with Howard. I think it's a six. And depending on how Thursday fares, regardless of where we finish, if if we get turned over by that poxy outfit, then uh, it's, it's 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 been downgraded to a four for me. And that that's that's where we are. Um, I think if we even you know finishing top three, I'd still keep it at a six. Um, that's where we are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I initially gave it a six in the, in the, um, <clears throat> in the, in the, in the original podcast. The first time I asked the question, I'd gave, I gave it a six, and it still kind of feels like a six. But then, um, I appreciate that uh, a day out at Wembley is is nice, and the FA Cup is 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 a trophy. But within the greater scheme of things, it's the Premier League and the Champions League that are important. So, although yesterday is bitterly disappointing I find it hard to say well we lost in the FA Cup semi-final so that makes the season worse than yeah I mean I, 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 of course it's, it would have been nice to win the FA Cup but the real issues came in the league and the uh, and the Champions League uh, okay look let's I, kn- I know that none of you want to talk about yesterday but let's try and talk about yesterday. Uh, Howard, I'm going to start with you. Um, I thought we started brightly for, for, for what it's worth. Yeah, it was... Well, I didn't. don't think I found it quite as exciting as you suggested in the notes. Uh, we started quite brightly, yeah, uh, dominating the ball as always. But I, do, I still thought we could have done more because... 
I thought we were coming up against a, a team on the ropes and I think a more vibrant team could have really... You know, as like at the league game where we got an early lead and then f- failed to capitalise on it, I felt we could have gone for the juggler against this Arsenal side and it was just more of the, you know, keep the ball, keep the ball and build, build. But I guess we have to expect that now. So, yeah, it was a fine... You don't want to go behind, I guess, this Wembley semi-final. Uh but I didn't find that. I didn't find much to be, get excited about, to be honest. So not even in the first. Pre- not even in the first half. I thought it was a pretty even affair with few chances. Obviously, there's a few controversies that, as the yeah later in the half there are a few controversies. But I didn't think it was an exciting half. No, but I mean we were comfortable. We we're doing okay. I don't wouldn't say it was a bad half. I just didn't think. I think I just felt that we could have gone for that team. That's why I was confident before the game. I thought this was a team we could, you know, really punish. Uh, and I don't felt, I didn't feel that we quite did that. So maybe I'm just being negative after the event. So okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> Stefan, did you think that Arsenal were were Arsenal more negative than you expected them to be? Well, I think we. I don't think they set out to be negative. I think we just. I thought we were in control of the ball without, you know, one of our usual performances, really. Uh, in control of the ball, in control of possession, without really hurting them. I think they were quite happy to sit and be patient and, and, and see what opportunities came on the break. Uh, they did almost get something on the break a couple of times. Um, it did sort of feel like five at the back, though, with with the with the three. With the well, three it, well, it was because we had all the possession, but we didn't do anything with it, you know. So it's the same. It, it's all very I nice, I but you know, that, you've got to be more incisive with the with attacking players we had. You've got to be you've got to be creating more than we created in that first period. You can't boss a game in the way that we did. Not really create, you know, created the silver chance, the goal that was a goal. But still, you know, it wasn't really, I don't know. I mean, look, the silver thing impacted us, didn't it? You know, it Huge. Did, did change it. I think we were, we were, we were definitely, uh, you know, more dangerous with silver, clearly. Um, but I, I think Arsenal were fine. We, 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 to an extent, played into their hands because we're quite predictable, I think. Um, in the way that we're going to play at the moment. And uh, teams are quite happy to sit there and wait. Because they know they're going to get their chance, and, and sure enough, they did. Okay, that's that's uh, again. I I slightly take issue with that because I I think that you're letting Arsenal off the hook there. I thought that in that first half, I thought they were really really negative. I think they they more or less were happy to sit nine, ten, eleven behind the ball, um, which was just really surprising for the I guess the size of the occasion. Um, yeah, I, but look, it, it, to me, it depends on if if they're they're happy to sit there because they, despite having a setup that that says we are going to go and attack City, they just can't get out because we're so great. Then that's one thing. If it's just a case of well, they're happy to sit there because they kind of expected this to happen and City aren't really creating them any problems. Yeah. Well, then tactics, then more foolers. Yeah. Scott, do you want to chime in here? <laughs> Yeah, uh, 
Silver going off for me changed the, well, I, I feel it just stopped us being able to do anything incisive. The passing goes from left to right, right to left. But when you've got Silver on the pitch, then there's at least someone who can actually check, get his head up and look for, you know, the intention of our wingers to make the inside inside run. I think... Um, we're doing Arsenal a bit of a disservice. I thought Arsenal did what they don't do, which is they were overly physical. I thought they were hard in the challenge. I thought the referee missed opportunities to clamp down on that from an early early uh, moment in the game. Um, but, you know, whether it was a pragmatic approach and uh, and Wenger came in with that, I do feel that most teams now accept that we 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 will enjoy seventy eighty percent 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 of the possession, uh, but they're quite happy, which is why if you you know if you're competent enough to defend the eighteen yard area, knowing that a team are just going to pass side to side in front of you, then as long as everyone's doing their jobs, then you know you're not going to create too many scoring opportunities. Is it really as simple as that, do you think? Well, I think it is. I, th- I think it, it is. I think it is these days because I think we're, I think we're an open book in terms of yeah, the. Yeah. I hate using that word philosophy. It, you know, Louis Van Gaal springs to mind, but we're, we're so predictable in terms of its rinse and repeat. I mean, it's no surprise that Sane had. Uh, a game yesterday and I admonish him of any blame really in the respect that he's a young boy playing at Wembley for the first time but Arsenal just doubled up on him each time the ball came to his side um, I felt he did. He was done no favours and I think City continually aren't done any favours at the moment and this is going to sound controversial by Kevin De Bruyne who for me is a flake uh, a master with the ball when the options are there, or, 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 or maybe when we're forcing the issue in the last ten minutes. But for me, he's become in. I think rather than saying he's a poor player, I would just like to say that he's he's, he's so passive in this formation. And um, obviously, once Sterling came on, who again, um, I don't like digging out young players, but Sterling again substituted, having been introduced. It, the occasion, those players aren't stepping up. So when De Bruyne's on the pitch, Silva's gone off, that's when you need him. Um, well, none of those guys delivered. No, I mean, so De Sane, is, he, he Sane Sterling and De Bruyne. I got, I got yeah. For me, I, I think there's little point in in trying to to dig out any individual out of the attack yesterday because I don't think that, you know... I, I De Bruyne's not the attack for me. And that, again, sounds ridiculous. He's not. He's the man who gets us there. When Silver's not on anymore, he's the man who loads the gun, so to speak, for our forwards. And he didn't. It's not that he didn't want to know. I, 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 there's something not quite right. I, I don't think Pep's doing him any favours either, um, not having him in a, a settled position. But I've lost count in in the last few weeks of where games seem to pass Kevin by until the last 10-15 minutes and I don't need Glenn Hoddle telling me he's been outstanding which is what he said on the commentary yesterday because two or three eye-catching passes or, or superb deliveries it's not enough same for Sergio I love Sergio to bits he scored 30 goals that's what he's paid to do but Pep's asking more of him and, um, and he is doing that in recent weeks but I, I'm starting to think that Kevin and Sterling and, and players who we think are untouchable 
if they, if they don't get with the program, they could find themselves really exposed in the next 12 to 18 months. Well, can we just go back to just the the um, just just the overall physicality and and the, and the ridiculousness of this concept that we were bullied by Arsenal? And can we just sort of just just contemplate that for a minute? This is a team where we were outfought mentally and bullied by Arsenal. I mean, that exactly. is a real worry. I, I don't believe in overly physical. I don't. I don't even know what that concept is. Overly physical. Well, they were touch tight. Were they? They were dead legs and disruptors, yeah. and they did. And we yeah, allowed. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. We allowed it to happen. It's pathetic. But then, don't you feel that we've sort of become Arsenal light over the last fourteen months Arsenal, or so? Well, Jesus. We are, we are Arsenal. No, 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 no. We, we paint pretty pictures and the aspiration seems to be let's make sure we get top four boxed off before we achieve anything else. That's Arsenal for 20 years. Hmm. I think there's a little bit of, uh, I think there's a little bit of overreacting in that to, to what's happened yesterday. I don't think that we're I don't think we're Arsenal light because Guardiola's not been in charge for for nearly twenty years. Do you know what I mean? I we were Arsenal light last year. Hey, with a, with we were a Arsenal light last year a, with a completely different manager, and I think that we all accept the fact that this squad is going to go through some serious changes this summer. Um, so I appreciate what you're saying. I, I, I to be honest. I think Arsenal were overly physical yesterday, and I think the referee had an appalling game. Um, and I think well, that, what does that mean, overly physical? You know, they—they—it's a game. Okay, you know, let me explain what I mean fine. by overly. No, no, hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying. Then, if you're gonna if you're gonna come at me like that, it's very simple. Uh, there were two, there were there were plenty of challenges that Arsenal put in that were bookings that were never given, and what that meant was that in the second half they could do it all over again without fear of a red card. Which, frankly, is a nonsense. So, for example, when the guy goes through the back of Silva, I can't think of a country or a league where that isn't a booking. Really, did, I can't it, on, think did it on Aguero as well? A few I'm, moments I'm, later, and I'm happy with that. But why, why? Where are we? Why aren't we doing the same? If the referee's not booking, why aren't we playing that game? Okay, I, I, for, for me, I don't think that the way, the way that a team should be going out is going, okay, well, they're being overly physical, so we need to go in. And... I think you match it up. I think if it's a yeah. battle, you match it up. You make sure you're at the battle as well. Uh, see, I, I, I really, I don't, I don't get this at all. Those, those, ch- those quote-unquote challenges, for me, they're not borderline. It's not a question of... Oh, no, they're clear bookings. They're clear bookings. they're given, on yeah. some days they're not given. No, I'm sorry, but those are, those are quite blatant. I, I, and I've said I agree. So, so, for me, but you and, know what happens? Do you it trust actually goes the worse. Official, do you trust the official to also not give a booking to us? Because I bet you anything that if our players start going through the back of some Arsenal players, those cards will come flying really, really... I think, I think the ref was equally poor for both yeah. teams. He was, a, yeah. he, he was completely... The game was just too big for him. And everybody in the stadium knew it. Everybody everybody was watching at home knew it. It, was, it, was, it wasn't about City. Teams. It wasn't about bias. It was just too big for him. But my point is, we let that... Rather than playing at that game and battling the with on that basis... We went the other way and started feeling sorry for ourselves and, mo- and a bit moany yeah, and, and pointing. It's pathetic. Get man up. Even if, this even team if needs it's to man not physical, up. we do that. Like, let's, let's be clear about something. In terms of the way that this season has panned out, yeah. if you look at all the times that we've folded, that we've gone ahead and then stopped playing, it's not that we've stopped playing because the other team are overly physical. This is a character flaw 
within the makeup of this side this season, whether you come up against somebody who's overly physical or you just come up against somebody who fancies it, you, we seem to take the lead and then just stop playing. Um, so uh, going back to the, the, the referee thing, I think first and foremost, Arsenal were, were overly physical. I agree that we probably... I want to say, hey, Sam, we've lost the argument, though, haven't we, Sam? We sat here this morning talking about the fact that Arsenal were overly physical and we couldn't, you know, for whatever reason, we weren't able to cope with it. It's Groundhog Day. We're, we're just looking for excuses. The referees aren't doing their jobs this season, certainly not by City anyway, from what I can see. We are not doing enough to take that out of the equation. We should be murdering teams like Arsenal with the fragility that they've got. They played a yeah, three-man defence at Middlesbrough last week. Middlesbrough, who don't score goals, created 14 clear-cut chances. as well. I think the yeah. thing the thing that they, how they were no better. Yeah, they were no better yesterday. Uh, I Physically, was, they were. Physically, so, we tired. No, but I'm just saying that. that yeah, the matches. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, there were were poor little sections in the game. Uh, I think they start the second half better, and we've mentioned after the goal. And I think we, bizarrely, we looked absolutely dead on our feet after 90 minutes when yeah. if we haven't played a game for a week. It just makes no sense whatsoever. Is the, is the grass at Wembley heavier or something? Well, I don't, I don't take, yeah, 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 exactly. It wasn't, I, that, it wasn't that high tempo a game that the players should all be cramping up after 90 minutes. It was, But they did so, seem dead by the end of uh, yeah. regulation time. But I'm just saying generally, they were not a better... I thought it was two teams who were just, you know, flawed. It could have gone any way. No one was really better. Uh, but I certainly would not blame the officials having watched highlights yeah we'll discuss more about the game okay, we, were, but, we were not cheated out of no, the game bizarrely i have to say and i take it back and a sam will be like recoiling his chair this morning <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm issuing a public apology to yaya Torre, who i thought was magnificent yesterday yeah. went out in his shield in the last 40 minutes of that game absolutely drove at arsenal did everything that he could possibly could and i'm like that's like Yaya of three years ago, someone who wanted it more than any other of his teammates. And I felt really sorry for him yesterday. No, oh, he was brilliant yesterday. I, mean, I tell you something, in some ways, it's one, it's another, yet another concern, actually, because he's going. Yeah. So, you know, he was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. He was probably our only, well, I, I don't know, there's a couple of other players that were okay, but, um, you know, from, from, um, from, certainly from a more offensive perspective and he's going so what, what do we do without Yaya I mean and how do you replace Yaya sorry yeah but he, you don't he's a freak of nature isn't yeah. he I just yeah. he, he took he really I, my admiration for him has dropped over the last two or three years simply because I don't think he's had the application but I have to say yesterday it was like all our yesterday he, he really tried to drive the team forward, uh, conjure goals. He obviously didn't trust some of his teammates and he was trying to lead by example. Well, let me but, ask you. Uh, let, let me ask there's, you. there's a player who Revel's playing at, yeah, who, yeah. Yeah. Relish is playing at Wembley as well. I knew it was his last goodbye as well. And also he'd missed a few, he'd missed a few big games as well because he obviously wasn't picked against Monaco or against Arsenal or against Chelsea. Um, look, let me ask you a question. It, it, just to kind of touching on what you've just said about Torre. Um, firstly, obviously, when Silver goes off, for me, it really changed the pattern of the game. Um, but isn't that a bit of a worry? 
that if we're sat here and we're talking about yes. the fact that 35-year-old Yaya Torre and 31-year-old David Silva... Um, there were eight, eight players on the pitch yesterday, over 30 in the starting 11. Mm. We, know, we know this, don't we? We've got Navas at right back and cliche. No, I appreciate that, but what I'm saying... Yeah, to, no, you're right. And we've got... Moving yeah, forward no, on I, the pitch. I'm agreeing. We've okay. got a 30... Yeah, we're totally dependent on a 31-year-old at the moment who's magnificent, but... Yeah, one of the best sides in the world, then no one injury should. I mean, obviously, exactly. you could take. I'm not saying Silva's Messi, but you know, you could take a Messi out of uh, Barcelona or Ronaldo out of Madrid, and they're not the same. But they'd still get lots. Yeah, you know, they'd still win most of the games, and we are overly dependent. It just shows we've got so much work the to spine, do in the, the spine summer. is still reliant on those Silva, Yaya, company, and Aguero. Yeah. We're still saying if they did this and they did that, and if it's like, where's that's what I'm saying. I'm so critical about people like Kevin De Bruyne, who are at that mid range age of 24, 25, 26, where there are no excuses. They're the guys who are supposed to be taking over the baton or handing it over to him next season. We can't be digging out Sterling and Gabriel Jesus and Leroy Zane because they're kids. Who's stepping up to the plate to take these kids well, look, to the next is, level? I think, I think that there's there's probably a, a whole other podcast to be had about the fact that the squad right now, it is in a process of transition. So what you've got is you've got loads of really old players and loads of really young players and not a lot of players at the sweet spot. Um, and the players who we have got at the sweet spot, for me, that would be De Bruyne and, and Aguero in particular would be the two that you'd look at and go, they should be absolutely at the top of their games. Aguero has certainly been excellent since um, since Jesus was injured, but De Bruyne's had you know, maybe his worst six months of football since he started playing professionally. Um, so it, it's so difficult to even... I think... The thing that the thing that worries me, or maybe worries me or, or frustrates me, is that I at least expected that at this point in the season we'd have a clearer picture of what next season's going to hold. So you'd be able to look at you know four, five, six guys and go right, okay, they're they're sorted, and we know what they're going to do under under Pep. And really, I'm looking at that team and I'm going, you know, beyond Sane, I just don't see. I don't see who's showing me what they're what they're bringing to the table next season, and I think that if that is the case, then immediately I'm looking at Guardiola and I'm going, hmm, you know, like to push it forward into that second half because I, I want to I want to talk about the second half yesterday. Uh, just 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 before you do though, yeah. you know, you, you started down the track there. The reality is that. The, the the team is forming in 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 Pep's mind in terms of what it looks like. I mean, you know, I, there are the players. There's the progression is a big issue, right? And and a lot of the problem that we have is it's he's playing week in week out players. Oh, I'm going to be there, mm. but in fairness, he's going to keep Bravo. So there's your goalkeeper. Uh, Otamendi's not been, you know, Otamendi may or may not stay. He's not been terrible. Company may or may not stay. Um, you know, if those two stay, well, you've got that's that's three of the players. Uh, you mentioned De Bruyne, Sterling, Sane, Aguero. I'm going to assume that he's not selling Aguero. So the team is starting. That is what you see there is what he thinks is the, the core. Football, I appreciate that, that, but not not in a footballing sense. In a footballing sense, I'm I'm 
I'm a little bit confused as to why, for example, um, we go from, in my opinion, having been at our most dangerous playing with Sterling and Sane to suddenly at a key point in the season, deciding that it's not going to be Sterling and Sane. We're going to go back to De Bruyne plus a winger and the other winger sits on the bench. Well, it's because, because you Navas. Could, yeah, he's playing Navas. You can't run into the space of the winger if he's going to play a winger at right back. So why, So then why do He's we, changed everything yes. for Navas. <laughs> so, so why are we Why are I mean, we playing Navas at right back then? Not, he's not doing a bad job, to be fair. He's not a right he's back at the garbage. end of the day. He's garbage, garbage but I'm garbage. saying as a right back, he's not actually being exposed defensively. I mean, no, all right, they me, scored right, just... Exposed I want, defensively. I want to talk about, he, he is exposed defensively, but I still want to talk about the second half yesterday and Guardiola's hand in that because I think it's important if we're going to dig the players out which we have done I think it's important to also have a look at Guardiola and what he did yesterday to affect the game firstly for me I think that he has to carry the can for this repeated uh, failure to perform after we've scored a goal I think it's really simple that if you can if you can coach them to start well, play well, and get get yourself in the lead, then you should also be coaching them as to what they're doing wrong after they take the lead, which ends up with them ceding possession and, and basically going in going into our shells. And I feel like it's been it's happened repeatedly. And I appreciate the fact that he keeps saying, and a lot of our supporters will say, "Well, yeah, that but those players they're mentally flawed and all that sort of stuff." Fair enough, but the manager's job for me. The, the, the manager's job is absolutely to minimise those things. It's to try and improve. When I'm looking, the thing about Guardiola is that individually he's going to improve players, but collectively as a team, I want to see us moving in the right direction. And the thing that worried me yesterday, particularly in that second half, is that there was a distinct lack of inspiration on the pitch, but there was also a distinct lack of inspiration coming from the touchline in terms of affecting the game with a change. But he wasn't... Uh, is that what happened yesterday? If you look at it, I don't think we scored when we were dominant in the second half. I think the second half was much much more equal. And we scored, you know, uh, a counter-attack, brilliant goal. Uh, I didn't then see... I didn't think that we, we were then particularly under the cosh. I thought the game was kind of, you know, it was bumbling along. The goal kind of came out of out of the blue a little bit. What worried me more is what happened after that period. It wasn't so much, you know, I, I thought it was more after they equalised. That, but that's what I'm talking so, about. That, that, but even 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 in the run-up to their equalised. I don't think we stopped after we scored is what I, I'm saying. I, I think we, we stopped at half-time, basically. I, I feel we did. I, I don't think that we showed, I don't think we showed anything after we scored scored the goal, uh, really. It just, no, I don't, we didn't show much before. I think I agree with I Stefan. I think our goal was... At, an isolated incident within a half that was otherwise pretty consistent because I don't we never think got we often, going. Yeah, exactly. That just happened. And I don't think there was much difference before or after the goal. Uh, we just didn't create enough. Uh, and that was just one of those things, you know, Yaya intercepts a ball, he, he passes it forward, we score. It's just one of those things that can happen, whether you're playing well or not. Mm. Uh, and I don't think, there might be a general thing about... But, I mean, we discussed earlier in the season we, we can't protect a lead. So, how, how are we supposed to react after? Do we go for a second goal or do we do what Mourinho does and protect a lead or what Chelsea can do so well? Because it was... 
all those dropped points earlier in the season, like Middlesbrough, Everton, yeah. Well, Middlesbrough especially, you know, where we don't protect a lead. What's yeah. the right answer? What do we do after taking the lead? Do we pull forward for a second one? Or what well, yesterday, I don't think, I don't, I agree with Stefan, I don't think yesterday really fit into the trend of, of if, if there is a trend of we we just uh, become too relaxed after a goal, I don't think yesterday showed that because I don't think we were that good before we took the lead. So. Okay. Well, look, Scott, let me, let me approach it a different, slightly different angle with you. In terms of, so I appreciate both what, what Howard and Stefan have said there, but for me, it comes back to this idea that when I watch other teams play, if they score a goal and take the lead, what happens is their performance tends to go up a level because they've got that confidence, because they've scored a goal. Whereas with us, oftentimes, I feel as though we score a goal and then the intensity goes yeah. down. It's almost like we have less belief that we can go and score another goal or we seem less interested in, in going and scoring another goal. Do you think that's a fair assessment of of a flaw that may be something that I've seen in the side this season? Possibly, but there, it takes two teams and I feel that, uh, you know, opponents know that City taking the lead isn't what it used to represent maybe three, four years ago, even under Mancini. If City scored a goal in the first 15, 20 minutes, it was lights out and it'd be three or four nil by half time, game over. Teams now have a much more... Um, pragmatic approach to City having the ball, dominating possession, accepting that we will create chances, maybe not clear-cut ones, but ones where, you know, the quality of our our creative players and our forward line is such that we, you know, you accept that we're going to get in, but you hang on in there. It's, it's almost like a, you know, a relegation-type mentality, some of the opponents, uh, that even if we score the first goal, right, well, we don't change what we're doing. We just stay there. We keep doing it. And we know that there is a fragility, whether it's physical degradation because some of our players are, are, you know, the wrong side of 30. Uh, Mental, because it's happening too often that we're conceding, having taken the lead. Um, What appears to be now a a real concern from set pieces uh, clearing our lines um, against Arsenal yesterday, every time they got a corner, it was, uh, you know, you, 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 you feared the worst. Um, so I, I do think our opponents just accept the fact that that's how we play and they've, they've catered for it. We don't have another way of playing. That's, I think, the issue at the moment. Whether Pep wants to have another way of playing, uh, for all these formulae, all these different ways of trying to get the best out of players it's still the template is very much the same mm. in terms of dominate that's, the ball that's the nub that's for me is the nub I mean he's got one way of playing he's got a set of players that don't allow him to change anything uh, yeah. and so I think that is a problem and we I, I think you're right in terms of the more generic point about how we react to scoring a goal and how it contrasts with the past, I think he's spot on. You know, if you look at, compare us with the Spurs, say, when Spurs in some of these home games recently, they scored a goal, Wiping then they scored another. There's a, yeah. there's a, you know, and that's exactly what we were like a couple of years ago. 
we were we were uh, you know, really going that, for the jugular. Even, even under Pellegrini in that title-winning season, the, of course, it, it, there was that feeling that you scored. If you scored a goal, if City got one goal in front, it was lights out because then we'd score two, Correct. three. Well, it took the nervousness out of the crowd as well. It was sit back, the cigars were out, and the deck chairs were there, and everyone was like, "Let's sit back and be entertained." And it'll be Norwich, and it'll be seven nil, or it's six nil, or it's four nil Aston Villa. Um, we, we can't get away with that. We have to accept that league, the lower down it goes, are able to bring in players which are, you know, have some modicum of, of um, ability now that they can stay in games for longer. So we have to accept that. But playing devil's advocate, we, we, we don't, for whatever reason, once we've got our foot on the throat, um, seem able to take that opportunity I don't think it's it's for any one of us not wanting to to score a second goal um, we have been let down by poor fin- officiating we have been let down by uh, missing chances but then every team in the league could say that really United have got 12 or 13 draws this year Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know I've sat there at games this season you know second half where we're playing a mid-table team uh, we're one, one goal to the good and we're slowing the game down. Yeah. It's like, like Bravo or Caviar, you know, whoever's in net is like holding on to it for 25 seconds with no, you know, under no pressure. And we're just taking our time over throw-ins. And we're just, I think, what on earth are you doing? We're at home to Middlesbrough or, you know, it's like, or Watford. We should be absolutely going for the juggler here. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I watched. And uh, it's just like we're trying to slow, slow and kill the game. And it's do you like, not feel though, Howard? Howard, do you not feel sorry, Jason? I just I watched Barca versus Juventus last week at the, the camp now, and um, it, I could easily have just closed my eyes and then opened them, thinking it was City you were playing. Now that would normally have been a compliment towards City uh, in years gone by, but Barcelona have the real same issues that we've got that they were so heavily reliant on their attacking players to bail them out of the shit all the time. Juventus did what they knew. They 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 closed their lines. They were willing to accept gifting up the possession to a team that they know is far superior in them in possession, um, retreated to the 18-yard box and have people who know what they're doing tactically and are also astute defenders. And Barcelona, it's like watching City banging their heads against a brick wall, hoping that one piece of, or one moment of magic is going to open and the floodgates and it didn't happen and I feel that it's a template for us in the Premier League these days as well that teams are like yeah you can have the ball you you can push your wing backs on but it'll isolate or you can push your full backs onto the halfway line but you've got central defenders who are isolated big and are not happy or comfortable in a foot race running back towards their own goal but like you said well, it's, it's ironic that uh, yeah for 10 years we've been trying to build this uh, Barcelona System, aren't we, to play like them and got the and they're looking and they're looking for the same solutions. Yeah. Now suddenly, the last few weeks, they've started copying us. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I think (laughs) not in a positive way. Yeah. (laughs) I think what Stefan said is is it's true that this is really the nub of it. The nub of it is that Guardiola's got his way of playing, but the squad itself is just not set up to play that way. And I think that you know, again, for me. I want to talk yesterday about the second half. One of the telling things is Guardiola's inability to make substitutions or to make them, when he does make them, he makes them so late. It For me, that is just a noisy klaxon saying, I don't rate 
any of these guys that I've got as options, so I'm just not going to use them. And I think that in terms of how limited we become so quickly, I think, whether it's conscious or subconscious, I think opposition managers may have cottoned on to the fact that he doesn't really fancy what he's got on his bench. So if we can somehow stop what they put out on the pitch, they'll give up pretty quickly because they haven't really got, they can't change it. They can't go anywhere else. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it does It does come down to personnel. The one thing I will say, I've seen a few people ask the question of, shouldn't Guardiola have, and we've had this conversation before as well, shouldn't he tailor his quote-unquote system to fit the players that he's got available as opposed to trying to shoehorn these players without the ability into assist into his system um and i don't know what the right or the wrong answer is i just know that i've seen both sides of the argument on this when you see a game like like yesterday um howard i'll start with you with this one when you see a game like yesterday where arsenal for all intents and purposes play a very un-arsenal game in the sense that we are we accept they were physical they did more or less play with five at the back they were happy to see possession and play on the counter attack um does it bother you that pep's kind of not prepared to go there well yeah yeah well what can we do as Stefan says no I'm He's curious personal, on a personal level does it bother you or do you feel like I can what, see where he's going with this so I'm not really bothered about this season I could see where he's going but it's hard it's hard for me to say I'll get ridiculed for saying that now you know I said a few weeks ago I'm really positive about the future I can see yeah. where it's going but it's very hard to say that at the moment because I can very well understand another fan going, well, I can't see a bloody thing because we're no better in any shape or form. It, it is what it is. He's not going to play that way. Yes, I wish he'd change it occasionally, just you know, within a match maybe, not just even within a match, if not for whole matches. I think he felt that he could actually teach. You know, We started with 10 wins, didn't we? And I think he felt, I can teach these players to do it. You know, to play this way, even if they're not used to it, I think that's what we all felt. What is this keep... way? What is this you know way I mean? now? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's pretty much from what you I know, can it's see. It's all about. It's I the mean, same I'm fodder not... that Pellegrini had, and we were criticising oh, his situation. No, 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 no! Please let me bear, bear me out. I feel we've reverted to type. We were always a possession-based team. We were under Mancini. We always dominated the ball. The first ten games of the season, I'll accept. That I was looking at stuff and going, wow, the full, you know, the centre halves appealing left and right. Uh, we're drawing the opposition onto us. Someone's dropping into the hole, and we're getting out. But come on, you, you can't kid everyone all the time. The opponents are going to see that and eventually tailor their their own game plan around it. I feel that as the season's worn on, we we, we are pretty much where we are in terms of. How we how we go towards games, which is dominate the ball, left, right, full back, trying to overlap, uh, repeat, rinse, cliche, passes it back inside, looking for Yaya. If Yaya's not on the pitch, we're looking for Silver. If we're, if Silver's not on the pitch, mate, no offense, but a week or ten days ago, we scored what we all sat around and went, that's the perfect Guardiola goal, and it came from doing exactly what you're saying there. So I appreciate the fact that it can look. When it doesn't work, it can look one-dimensional and it can look predictable. But Ace, man, you are... You're clinging on to a dream. You're clinging on to a dream. No, no, no. No, no, no. There's a a happy... We are not going to score goals like that. 
If, if that's how we need to score goals I'm playing sorry, the Pep but we'll have better players next season and we'll score plenty of goals like that. I'm not having that you can't play that way. That's I'm sorry, but I'm just not having that. Yeah. But you, uh, for, not, for my negativity, not, we will be a lot better. I, I am absolutely sure we, we have will to be, be a lot better. We, I, I know, we I know we do. Be. I know. No, I'm not we, saying that. We keep saying I'm this saying every year. We keep saying we have to be better. We have to be better. And at the, and at the moment, I, I see Tottenham lose at the weekend. Perennial never win anything Tottenham. But there's a positivity and a narrative around them simply because that they feel that there's still more to they come. They have to release 14 overage players this oh. summer. I think we've got to be, I think you've got to be realistic about what's going to go on this Do you summer. have to be realistic Scott. as well to accept that new players will might need 12 months to settle in next year? Sure, of course. Next year is so a transition. Next year is a transition. It's another transition. And if it is, and if it is, I'll take more. it. If it is with Pep Guardiola as the manager, I'll take it. And if your argument is that you'd rather go and get Simeone or Mourinho and guarantee oh. yourself a win, I haven't got that argument because I, I, you know, Pepper's a personality and what he can bring to us in terms of the personnel. That's we've got we've got the dream guy in charge. Right. All I'm saying is he needs to he needs to evolve. That I, we're, we're talking about the team having to evolve and the players needing to evolve. Pep needs to evolve. Yeah, I don't see him evolving. Scott, he evolved. the first half of the season went exactly how I thought. So we won those ten games. I don't think we played that well. But I didn't expect us to because he was imposing a new system. So it all looked pretty good. And as you said, Scott, other managers were going to sort... I expected a bump then because other managers were going to react. And then and that was that was fine. We all expected that to happen. And then we wanted to see Pep would then react himself to deal with the way other managers were reacting. And we've not quite... That's where it stopped. I think that's the key point. He's got that's to evolve. He's got He's to have more now. to his, We've got to have more to the game than scoring a goal where every player touches the ball. You know, it's still one goal. It's not that exciting to me, right? Mm-hmm. We've got we've got a game on Thursday night. What do you think is going to happen in terms of the way that they're going to play? You think United aren't going to be physical? You think United aren't going to be defensive and play on the counter attack with? Too Rashford, Rashford and Martial. What are we going to do about it? What are we? What is our game plan for Thursday? We haven't beaten a physical side this season. I mean, again, let's not be throwing the baby out with the bathwater in terms of trying to analyze what happened yesterday. And even if you want to have one eye on Thursday, I appreciate what you're saying, but there's no way that I'm going to sit here and go, "Oh well, United are definitely going to win that." Game. We, no, no. But have we beaten a quality, uh, a team with quality that's got physicality as well? We've not been there. How many of the top seven have we beaten? Oh, well, our record's been awful against top sides, hasn't it, for many years, I think. Top seven is, the phys- is a well, combination of physical. The physicality problem is, yeah, and but the- against, we have dominated games against all the other top sides for large portions of the game and then thrown it away. So I, I can see, like, we've dominated them and I can see good stuff, but then we mess it all up, so... It's, it's no surprise. Is this, is this how it's going to continue, or is the yeah seeds, Liverpool are the, are the same. seeds there? Do you know that we will begin to well, turn that around? In whether your glass is half empty or half full, yeah, it's that simple. But a lot of our performances have been great against you, the top sides, but the results aren't. Are we really saying though that just supplanting six or seven world class players? Into you don't next need world-class players. You <laughs> just need effective players. Like, we've got ineffective fullbacks. We've got literally, yeah, fullbacks who may as well not be there. So you're effectively in an it's 11 actually, against 11 game. We're playing nine against 11. But it's worse, it's worse than that because those players are very, very heavily involved. If you look at how many times 
both Clichy and Navas oh, have, have possession of course. in key areas of the pitch. Of course. So it's worse than that. Of course. They're important in... positions. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've got, and we've got, we've got players there that are detracting from our overall uh, performance, not, not, not adding to it. I completely agree. I completely agree. But this is why I feel as though when, for, for me, for example, when people say, oh, right, so that means that next season is going to be a transition too because how do you expect six players to bet in? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, right? Yeah, I, yes, it takes time for players to bet into new teams. But at the same time, if you have two fullbacks who can run and defend, that will improve the overall level of your performances from what you've seen this season. Just in a vet, before you get into the fancy learning pep system and all of that. But is it a winning level? Is it the level that's going to take us to winning immediately next season? I think that's what City fans now in this holding pattern for two or three seasons are actually asking is next season we're, we're all pragmatic City fans are you know we're not jumping off roofs simply because we're not winning trophies we want to know that we're actually on the cusp of it at the moment, you can't. You, there's an argument to say that we, we, we're, we're pretty unsure that we're going to. When's the last time we had a, a, a title challenge? Come I just, on! I don't. I appreciate what you're saying, but again, I think it's a little bit. I don't see it because when I look at the the teams around us, I would say that Spurs are probably the best team in the league, and they've just done a very Spursy thing of going to the semi final and 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 losing to Chelsea, and probably won't win the league. And Chelsea are going to win the league, and yet we're there's a general acceptance that they're not really the best team in the league. They've been the most... Well, they're physically stronger than us. Yeah, okay, they're but, physically strong. So then Bailey, Walker, Rose, Ali, they, these people put their foot in. They actually compete for the right to play. So we you don't... go right ahead. You go right ahead and, and reel off four or five players in positions where we've got guys who are over 30 years old. I mean, at, with the best will in the world, I appreciate what you're saying. But it comes back to the same thing. Of course, if they've got six players who are at their peak or in their early 20s, they are going to steamroll somebody like us where we've got six players in those positions who are 30, 31, 32, 33, in some cases 34 years old. So, Or if, they, if they're not that old, then we've got Navas. So we've got a winger who's playing as a fullback. So my point is simply that, yes, they're better than us, but they're not that far ahead of us just because if we get players in that are, which would be easy to do, improve on the ones that we've got in those key areas, we would go up a, I think we'd go yeah, up to that well, level very quickly. Hey, son, all the other teams that we're competing against, they're not going to stand still this summer. Yeah, but they're going to improve as so, well. Again, so what's what, your point? We don't know what the gauge, what, we don't know what the gauge is next summer. Are Tottenham you, could go out and buy another two or three players. So, but what's, but again, what's your point? We're going to go out and buy another six players. I mean, I don't get it. So what you're trying to tell me there is that we can't improve enough to win the league next season. Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I'm just trying to... Expectation management for me is we thought Pep coming in this season would take us closer to, you know, a challenging for trophies and, and, we're, and we've fallen well short of that. Listen, if somebody had said to you at the start of the season, because somebody on this podcast certainly said it, with the fullbacks that we've got and the defenders that we've got, this season is going to be a transitional season and we're not going to win anything, right? I think it was Stefan who said that at the start of this season. and it's So that means that there were sensible people that were already looking at this season going, it's not going to be, just because Guardiola's come, come in, he's not going to wave a magic wand, he's not going to make Zabaleta 10 years younger or Clichy 10 years younger. So 
it, we're not. I don't think we're as far behind as you're trying to paint it. That, I guess that's what I'm trying. No, to but say. I think I think I think that the, it's a valid point to say that um, the manager has to do more to to bridge that gap that we've got. Okay, so yes. if a manager, and it also goes back to this whole fullback centre half problem to an extent, but but mainly fullback for me. I'm the goalkeeper. But where a manager takes a decision, as we were led to believe that he did, where he said, "I'm okay with what we've got." I can I can work with those guys, where where he takes that decision and then fails to do that, fails to work with them, fails to improve them, fails to make it work. Then he has to take some responsibility, and exactly. I don't think it's I don't think it's unreasonable also for then people to be questioning whether he's going to fix those problems going forward or whether he has the ability to change in the way that maybe he needs to do in the English game. And I think he does have to change, and I think. He does have to have a plan B that maybe he's never had before. Maybe he's never needed it before at, at Bayern mm. or Barcelona. He does need it at City. He will need it in the Premier League. This is not the same. And, he, and I think he has learned that, that, that England is different. I think he has learned that it's tougher. And, and I go back to, you know, there's been numerous times when it's happened, not just to us, but to other teams. Crystal Palace winning at Liverpool yesterday. I mean, you would never in a million years have had that down Mentality. As, as an away win. Never in a million years. This is a different league from Spain and from Germany, and he's got to get with the programme and he's got to evolve. And his stock, his stock answer cannot be, um, much as I appreciate it, because it, it will make complete sense to Pep, his stock answer, when we do have a bad result, should not be, I'm sorry, guys, but uh, you know my way of playing, we've won 21 trophies in my short career. Uh, this is how I play. What went before, it, it, it provides a case for him. But you could argue that Sir Alex Ferguson playing his style of football won X amount of trophies. But if he tried to do that now, he'd get absolutely, his teams would be ripped to shreds. I appreciate what, I appreciate what you're saying, Scott, but Guardiola's only really said that um, once in a press conference towards the, the, the start of the season, or, or certainly more in the, in the early... He said it over the, the weekend again. He said it over the weekend. When, after in the, the quotes, in, no, in the quotes up to the run up to the, in the quotes up. To yeah, the but I think he's also I, been I big enough to I, say I, the season's been, a, yeah, been I, effectively a failure, absolutely. and and also that we're miles away. I mean, I I think he's look, he's under a lot of pressure. Uh, he's he's under constant attack. He can't be happy with 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 uh, this weekend. Of course, he's going to be pissed off. We're all pissed off with with yesterday, and and I don't see that. You know, him saying, well, I'm, you know, effectively giving himself a confidence boost to say, well, I'm still the guy that's won 20 trophies and uh, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that's a bad thing. He needs to be that guy. Totally. He needs to have his players believing that he is the guy that next season is going to, uh, with, with, with the investment and the tinkering that he's doing, is the guy that's going to turn us into title contenders. Because if he doesn't believe that, and if the players don't believe that, well, then it really is uh, problematic, isn't it? So... I don't really have a problem with with that myself, and I just think I, I also I I think that look I, I I again I appreciate what you're saying Scott because I the first time you said it I was a bit like hmm I don't know I don't know if you should say something like that because somebody very quickly is going to go look at the uh, look at the ego on him um, yeah. but I feel as though again you know within the context of the whole season Guardiola's been under attack far more than he has been praised 
right? He had the 10 games at the start of the season, but more or less, more or less since that 10-game run, it's been varying degrees of, is Guardiola a fraud? That's that's basically what you're getting from the... He's never going to avoid that, though, is he? There's always going to be people once... Okay, so what I'm saying is that from where we sit, I would prefer to maybe give him the benefit of the doubt on the basis that it's, that it's his first season. So what that means is not that we can't criticise him because we've just spent half an hour criticising the hell out of him. Just the idea that just because this is happening right now, it doesn't automatically mean that next season's going to be a transition and it's going to be another fight for the top four. And, you know, what a waste of four years. And it's just, I, I feel as though we, it's dead easy to get kind of sucked into that negative cycle of, you know, basically everything's fucked. And I don't see it like that. I, All right. So I'll, I'll reverse it. What does Pep have to do to change his style of match? What, what does he have to do? And, and take away, take away just buying new players or competent players. What, what more does, what more can Pep do to make us, um, I don't know, much more positive in terms of how we, how we approach games over 90 like minutes. It. You won't like it, but he needs better options in the squad. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's like, you know, uh, he can only work with the tools that he's got. So in terms of talking... Why about, is he working with Guy Cliche then? But this is... Uh, what, what kind Do of... Do you not think that's a fundamental error on Guardiola's part? What to, kind of but, No, made? because because he sees the guys in training all week, yeah, but he surely must see that Guy Cliche has been responsible for up to a dozen goals this season every time he puts hit, him in. You've hit the nail on the head. He sees them... But he's got options? All, no, he sees them in training all week, yeah? So if he's picking Cliche ahead of the other options that are available there, that's because he thinks that Cliche is his best option right now. So it's kind of pointless going, ah, but he picked Cliche and Cliche shit. We all know that unless... Right. There is so he's put Navas at wing back on the right-hand side because for whatever reason, either Zappa's carrying an injury or he doesn't trust him or Zab, uh, Sanya's injured or he doesn't trust him. Why can't he think out of the box on the left-hand side? Maybe he's tried that in training and it hasn't worked, Scott. I mean, the yeah, but I think Scott's point is, well, forget it. We're not working in training. It's not working in the match with Clichy. Play three at the back. Why? Why Kolarov? Who? He's had yeah, a good season. You know, it was in every week. He's suddenly yeah. exiled, but he won't. He'll only play him in the centre, not left back. Well. Yeah, he we're not all huge fans of Kolarov either, are we? But I feel like not this is a really surreal all. conversation because I feel like I'm having to defend Guardiola. I feel like a Guardiola apologist, but I think a lot of what's coming at me is pretty unfair. There's plenty of stuff that I think he's done really badly wrong and he should be criticised for, but a lot of what I'm hearing coming at me right now just seems a little bit like... I don't want to be rude, but I feel like everybody's upset and being a bit reactionary. And it's like, well, it's all Pep's fault. And, you know, Pep should have done this and he should. We're not I don't saying think that's Pep's right. I think fault. all that Scott's no. saying, I, I think, you know, I think what we're, we're all saying is he's got to have, I, I agree he's got to have better options on the bench. I mean, and surely yeah. none of us looked at that bench and yesterday and went and didn't, didn't think, Jesus Christ, we have got almost nothing there. And, and then as soon as Sterling comes on for silver, we all look at the bench and go, now we've got nothing at all. Yeah. You know, we know at the moment, unfortunately, Kelechi has made zero progress. And, 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 you know, 
I, I just have no confidence in him coming on in, in games like this. So, so aside from him, there really was nothing on the bench at all offensively uh, and some pretty you know, players that are not really good enough uh, long-term uh, in, in uh, defensive positions. So he, he did have nothing on the bench. I, I definitely agree with that. For me, it's about, um, it goes back to one of the earlier questions, which is, you know, okay, so we score a goal. What's the plan? What, what, what is the plan? And I don't mean just about yesterday. I mean more generally. You know, we're 2-0 up against Spurs at home. What's the plan at this point? Is it just, you know, when, when we were ahead against Arsenal, his big complaint is we stopped attacking them. Is, is really his only, you know, a Monaco away. Oh, we, we, I told them to attack more. Is that it? Seriously, is that it? Well, because I think you need to be a bit cannier than that. I, 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 again, like that just seems like reactionary uh, criticizing for the sake of it. I think that his point about stopping playing is a completely valid point. This team, its biggest weakness is defending, right? So the best way for it to get results is to attack because when it attacks, it attacks really well and it scores goals. The point he made in Monaco, which was absolutely spot on, was we spent 45 minutes just trying to defend because we had I a I don't lead. think we did. I don't think we did try oh, and defend. Nah, I don't think on, those man. players Again, went out to defend. Is, this is I think they were bossed. Stuff that's going they were bossed right by Monaco. They it's were not revisionist because that's what I said at the time. They were, they didn't, they, I'm not, you're not trying to tell me that our set of players went out with a defensive mindset that we're going to sit back here. They were bossed. They were out. I, I, I completely disagree with that. I think that is a complete over overstatement of what happened on that day. We went there with a lead, and for forty-five minutes, we basically were like, mm, maybe we we didn't know whether to stick or twist, even though the manager had told them to twist. The players chose to kind of stick and kind of twist. Well, I think that's a disservice to Monaco's first half performance, which I thought was absolutely phenomenal in that first half. But they needed and, to be and, phenomenal and I think, to score those well, it goals. Was, they, but they, they, did we not they, expect them to come out? Us, then? Yeah. <laughs> did we not, did we not expect Monaco, Monaco at home to be the the aggressor? I mean, the the fullbacks absolutely pinned. They they went at cliche from the first fifteen Lads, minutes and pinned really the fullbacks. We digressed so far from yesterday's FA Cup. But it's, do you not feel no? But do you not feel it's part a Sam? Yeah, I feel you. I I admire. I, let's get this right. We're on the same page. Pep Guardiola is the right guy at the right time to fix big problems that this current squad has had for two or three years. All we're saying is that he is not. He does not have the answer to everything. Neither do we. All I want him to show is perhaps. How can I put it? We 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 need to have better game management. There has to be scenarios played out in training. Surely in training, there must be game scenarios that we play out where Pep says, right, we've just taken the lead. Let's let's retreat or let's let's bring the, the wide players in a bit. Let's drop back for another five yards. No, no, there doesn't seem to be anyone on the pitch who seems to say, right, lads, we've done this. Now we've got to do that. And whereas with Chelsea, and I, I, I can't stand watching Chelsea. They, they bore me rigid. But they've scored more goals than us this season. They've conceded less than us. They're playing with Victor Moses. Victor bloody Moses at wing-back and effectively doing a job. Now, they're supposed to be in transition, Asan, But Conte has worked with the players that he's got 
And albeit he's got an absolutely world-class player in Eden Hazard, um, I'd like to think that, you know, arguably we've got one or two of those world-class players as well. Um, for, for whatever reason, he's worked and, and managed situations around the players that he's got. And I feel that's been a major fa- failing of, uh, of Pep this season, unfortunately. Well, I think that uh, you can... Uh, I think that there's lots of things that you've said within there, right? Some of which I agree with, some of which I don't agree with. I think that fundamentally, if you're going to say, well... Conte's done a better job. Yeah, obviously he's done a better job. He's going to win the league. Um, is it sustainably a better job where I think that come next season, City are going to be beginning the season a long way behind Chelsea? No, because I think that there's a lot around Chelsea's success this season, like the fact that they had no European football, which has given them a, a, a distinct average, a, a, a distinct advantage. So I think in all of these things, there are arguments that you can make for for and against in terms of what Guardiola's done. Um, I want to go back to the FA Cup yesterday because there's some things that I still want to talk about because they're, they're bothering me. Um, firstly, I don't know, and this is all stuff on the agenda, so I'm not throwing it at you kind of cold. Um, I thought our build-up in the second half was really poor. I thought that Vinny and Otamendi were both poor in their passing, poor in the decisions that they made. Um, anybody feel like that? Did you see? I felt we missed stones. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I really felt we missed stones because I really felt we had nobody in that back line who was prepared to take a risk. Stefan, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good observation, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it made a material difference for me. The big the big issue was the whole team in the second half. I, I just didn't think we we passed well as a team. We gave the ball away uh, far too much. Um, Maybe they maybe they changed something. I couldn't really see what they what they changed, but the, the second half was very very different from the way the first half went. In the first half, we moved the ball well. We completed our passes. In the second half, we we were very much like they were in that in that first half because when they got the ball back in the first half, they often gave it a straight back. And in the second half, we did a lot of the same. Mm. Whether that was coming from the back and and uh, and that being the key, I don't know. I didn't I didn't think that at the time. It's an interesting observation, but uh, to me, the big problems um, were were more at the fullback areas because we were getting in good positions, and then and then nothing. It just then it's either There's a poor no cross overlap, or it's coming yeah. back inside. There's no overlap, is there? You say you've got Sane doubled up on. Uh, so he's effectively had a poor game, but then he's not being helped, is he? We just couldn't get behind. A lot of the times we got Navas got free, but he's right on the touch, you know, right by the touchline. It's very hard to put a great cross in when you've that near the goal. I thought the positions sorry. that they got into a lot of just, the time were fine, actually. I mean, I, I just don't think put, those players are capable of delivering the ball. That's why no, actually no, it's very hard to put the cross in right on the goal line. It's better to do it like so 15 what? yards out and curl it in. And just, just the little things passes over here, no overlaps. It's just and mis, misplaced passes at key moments or mis, miscontrolling the ball when they've had, you know, sniffs of goal. I remember at least three occasions where the better control of the ball, I think we would have had a clean shot and goal, but I just felt like, I felt it was very pedestrian as well, and I felt they looked more lively and quicker on the counter-attack than we did, but they were as wasteful as, as we were, to be honest. So, Howard, do you think that having starting with Sterling and Sane would have made a difference? Not really, no. As Stefan says, I think it was 
team. Well, I mean, Sterling was on anyway for most of the time, so it didn't make a difference, did it? So uh, he's not had good performances at Wembley, basically. Uh, generally, uh, no, I don't. I just I don't know what would have made it. Yeah, you know, it's in the head more than anything. Uh, I don't think they had a better side. And yeah, they've got like holding playing, and I don't think Monreal's. Yeah, you know, their defence is nothing special whatsoever. Uh, Gabriel, I mean, come on, you know, these yeah, are not top players. These are not top players at all. Uh, I don't think you can talk about changing personnel. Yeah, well, again, Gabriel I got away with it's just so many of our players. I mean, it was really. Uh, I appreciate what you're saying. Yes, he's not a very good player, but he should not have been on that pitch. I mean, the number of the number of yellow card worthy challenges that he puts in over the course of ninety minutes was really, really ridiculous. Really, of course, if he had been, yeah, but of course, if he'd been booked the first time around, he might have stopped hacking players, exactly, which would have, would have helped us. But let's not pretend that it should have been off the pitch because most players should be intelligent enough once they get a yellow card to uh, rein it all in. yeah, well, well, I think we yeah, all agree with the personnel, referee, yeah. I just we, I don't we think we can change personnel. We just can't think... make the the, the the failure to book Gabriel after five minutes the excuse for yesterday. I'm not no, making an let's excuse. be honest. I'm, I'm not making an excuse. I'm trying to analyse the what happened yesterday and I'm pointing out things that I feel went against us. I don't and I think it's fair. I think it's minor. I think it's minor in the scheme of things. I mean, you know, we should be better against the defence of holding and Gabriel. Uh, three-man defences played together once before at Middlesbrough didn't do didn't do great shakes, um, you know, and and so I think you know, and, and that's whether we have Sterling, Sane, KDB, so any of that combination <coughs> should be doing should be getting into uh, more creating more against that back four. But I, you know, I I think it, as I keep saying, the ball gets to uh, cliche and Navas in very, very good positions in, on numerous occasions and nothing happens. And it's been, it's a massive problem. There were about three good balls put in at one. You know, that literally there was no City player within. Well, then I mean, the blind, the blind ball, crossing, eh? What was, what was the Navas cutback? Is that a good ball? No, but, I'm where, saying, you, you could, it depends how you look at it. A player goes down the wing, puts a ball onto the six-yard line, but there's no city player there. Is that a good cross, or is well, that a I blind, think it, I think blind it was cross? On the yard line it is. I mean, my problem was the one where no, he gets in players, position, the, the and then he knocks look the ball at where back the to colleagues the ball. are. No, but top players look at where the colleagues are, don't they? Yeah, so exactly. Can either, can either criticize his colleagues for not attacking the ball and getting men into the penalty area, or you can attack the crosser for not looking up and seeing what his options were. But we just don't seem to attack balls anyway. No. So, yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, I don't. I'll just say as a side point, we weren't cheated. Yeah, you know, I was reading Twitter after the match, and you don't see everything clearly when you're at the match, especially if you're like third tier. And uh, we weren't cheated out. And obviously, that goal should have stood first half, but there was a blatant penalty for a Sanchez. Aguero tripped himself up. It wasn't a penalty at all. Well, I don't know. I think the guy touches him before he trips himself. Yeah, uh, I've watched it. I don't see the contact. He definitely trips himself. There's no doubt. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was forced by the. Defend. Oh, I don't. It's not how I saw it, but you know they missed a Blake Holding should have scored ahead. Uh, Welbeck should have scored. It was just a really bad day at the office. So. Yeah, but there. Are, I mean, I don't think you can escape the fact that the officials were poor. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, they were poor, but not just. No, and and but also, I'm, I, I I just want to reiterate again. I'm not trying to make excuses for for, yeah. for us losing yesterday because I said after the game I felt we deserved to lose over the over the the 120 minutes. I don't think that we. I just don't think we did enough after 60 minutes to, to or 50 minutes even to come close to winning that game. Uh, look, I I, I want to wrap this up so very quickly. Um, was there a man of the match for for? Scott, did you have a man of the match? Anybody? Oh, certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. By a mile, best player on the pitch. Yeah. Um, Howard? Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. So. Stefan, for you as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. yeah, for me as well. So that's a clean sweep. Right, I've got a few questions off Twitter before we um, before I let you go. I like this question. Mick, uh, at the MJ Mayher, has asked, what are your thoughts on the fitness of the team? They look particularly knackered after the 70-minute mark. Uh, Howard, I'll start with you. You were there. Oh. Yeah, agree. I said it earlier, they looked dead on their feet. Uh, but we've not played a game. With a nice 3-0 win a week ago, I just don't understand why that would be. Mm. It's not a... Everyone thinks, you know, in a big stadium, it's a huge pitch at Wembley. I don't know the, <coughs> the dimensions of it, but I'm, I'm assuming it's not really that much bigger than any other pitch. Uh, it just feels it because of the stands around it. So I just... Was it such a high-intensity match that... I mean... Uh, if it was just end to end for seventy minutes, I could understand them all, you know, flagging near the end. Uh, and if one player's going to flag it, be Yaya. But mm. no, I think Sane looked dead on his feet after about seventy minutes. I f- just felt that Trump. was part that was part of the problem. Yeah, you know, how we react after that goal, I don't think we had the energy in us to actually go back at them. So yeah. I don't know where it's come from. If you've not played for a week, I don't. Scott, do you think know. that's just the, the the number of minutes that that core have played just yeah. catching up with them? Just the fact that there is, bit, like, the reality is that he's got those 13 or 14 players that he likes and he more or less picks them every week. And he never Absolutely. Plays. Absolutely. I think it's an accumulation of minutes and um, possibly the the nature, the, the type of games that we've played this season. I, I, th- I think we've done a disservice, certainly, in terms of. We've played a Champions League campaign where we've played Barcelona twice, Celtic. All right, it's Celtic, but it's a it's a big thing for them, and they, they and obviously Mönchengladbach as well. With Monaco as well, I just feel that we were paying the price for having to pre-qualify for the Champions League uh, because of our failings last season. Um, hopefully, we can avoid it this time around. But um, I think the accumulation of uh, Wembley. Uh, a pitch that does cause a lot of cramping. Um, players the wrong side of 30 and maybe one too many big games. I, I just think that they hopefully can raise themselves in these last few games. I, I'm not I'm not entirely confident that the physicality is there for us to get through Thursday and then a game at Middlesbrough at the weekend. Mm. Okay. I, I, I tell you something, I don't buy that uh, the physical exerts of this squad has been any different from Arsenal's. And we looked, I don't know why, but we did look. I mean, it, it should be the opposite. The way we play, the fact that we let the ball do the talking most of the time, the fact that we have 70% possession and let the other team run around, should be the opposite. I, I can't, I can't, I, I just can't buy that it's number of games or, or number of minutes. I don't even think if you did an analysis on those on those players that they they played you know, huge numbers of minutes compared to the rest of the league. Uh, so I don't know why it was, but we did look shot. I mean, Sane was basically begging to come off after 70 minutes. He was on his, on the floor. Mm. And, uh, off. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, we did, the pitch did look big. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, 
You've got you've got nervous tension as well for a young kid yeah, I think playing so. at Wembley at the first time. Yeah. I think they can fatigue. I, I'm not a medical uh, guy, but uh, you know, years gone well, by. Paul, players used I don't to... know. I mean, they had players that hadn't played at Wembley before. Uh, young. I don't know. It's, to me, it was. It should be the same for both teams. We shouldn't. And maybe maybe it was in our heads. Maybe 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 it was psychological. I don't know. Now but it did look like it, and it for... should be the same for them, I think. It's the worst possible day, because now we've got three injury doubts, Aguero, Silva. I mean, yeah. Silva's probably out for Thursday. Aguero's Do you think? I think it's just a dead leg. Looks like just... Well, the Fernandino's Henry out. Fernandino's definitely out. All three are a, a, a doubt, so... Just right. Right. At least you're not key players. the way he was saying he was telling people it was his actual calf ah, okay. um, whereas if you look at the two other injuries they're both impact injuries I think Pep's already said one was impact in the back of uh, Aguero and it's clear the other one is a knee in the back of um, of Silver mm. so they don't strike me as uh, you know, pulls or anything, much more the fact that they can't run off whatever, whatever it is that, um, you know, if it's, you know, the pain. I, I'd, I'd like to think over the next couple of days, they're the type of injuries where if they if they want to play, they'll, they'll, they'll get that chance. Yeah. Um, you Look, know. It's always the case with City that uh, injuries le- le- w- um, are less worse than we thought at the time. That always happens. Mm. Right, next question is from that was David a joke, Next question is from David <laughs> That never, ever happens. Arsenal are the kings of that, aren't they? Like, Gentlemen. Plays out for four weeks. And then three, three years later, he finally plays again. So. The next but, Yeah, Fernandinho is the least important of those three. So, really, because I guess there's replacements there. But you, I think we need the other two on Thursday. So. Yeah. The next question is from David O'Donnell. And he asks, does the lack of the likes of company having the nows to get in the referee's ear in situations like yesterday cost us in big games? First half yesterday, Chelsea, Bayern, Madrid, Barca, United would all have been all over the ref after the kicking we got. Oh, we were too nice. We were all over the ref. I yeah, think. Yeah. We were. We were moaning at the ref from the very first incident. And he booked one of our players for it, I think. So I think Torre got booked what in the second half yeah. for it. Yeah, right. yeah but what do was... you do? I mean, you can be Wayne Rooney and call him a time to fuck off seven times and then walk away. But if we... If, if company goes up to him, we'll probably get booked. So we just need to be a little bit more flamboyant and extrovert in terms of when we hit the deck. I don't see too many marks yeah. for um, you know expression. We should be rolling around two or three times. Silver doesn't just need to sit there and hold his leg. Come on, he's come from a country that perfected the art. He should be rolling six or seven times. <laughs> Triple, it's true a triple pirouette yeah with a salt well, coat yeah. at uh, Southampton yeah we can debate whether it's a penalty but if that had been Luis Suarez mm. he would have rolled 17 times into the uh, boards behind I can't believe that like crying and, and uh, grasping his name but, it all, it but all... that has a psychological effect on the referee's immediate yeah decision. but it all it all feeds into this purist Dark you know holistic Purist, holistic. This is the way we do it. Football. From, oh, I doubt Barcelona were like that. I didn't watch enough of they them. But I, not I, like that, the game. <laughs> I don't know. Sergio Busquets might have a thing to say <laughs> about that. <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah, right. is as honest as they come. So, listen, uh, gentlemen, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, that was that was interesting. It was it was cathartic. I feel a little bit better. I think. We'll, we'll see as the afternoon wears yeah. on if it if I genuinely do feel better. Uh, Stefan, thank you very much. 
Cheers. Howard, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Scott, nice one. 5 nil Thursday. Get in, lad. 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> uh, I, I, might, I might be six, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Thursday. Okay, there we go. We'll, we'll end on a bit of positivity. I think we're going to beat United, and I also don't think top four is going to be a, as, as much of a stress as it feels. What do you mean? Top three now? Liverpool, yeah. we've got two yeah, games in hand. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, don't be so three. negative. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm... Yeah, you come on here. You, you try and talk us all down, and we try to keep your spirit alive. I'm sorry, lads. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, listen to everybody who listened, as always. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do, go to iTunes, hit subscribe, send us a tweet, and uh, we'll be back this week with plenty more podcasts. See you later. Thank you.